0: What's going on, everyone? This is Keith Niebuhr with Auburn Undercover, and this is the Auburn Undercover podcast, the recruiting edition for Thanksgiving 2019. Again, Keith Niebuhr, Auburn Undercover and 24-7 sports. This is going to be a solo appearance. It's like uh, uh, Mick Jagger going out on his own leaving the band behind to try out some new stuff. But we're going to get to all your questions that I asked subscribers to submit on our message board at Auburn Undercover just as soon as I just kind of reset things, give you a quick overview of where the Auburn Tigers sit right now. Iron Bowl week, Thanksgiving week, 2019, the early signing period begins December 28th. This isn't like the old days. Uh, Right now, the last two years, these recruiting classes are almost finished come mid-December. And so you only have a few spots to fill before the final National Signing Day, which is the first week of February. But to get things started, Auburn right now, 20 commitments, very good position. How many spots do they have left? I get that question asked a lot. Many of you already know the answer, but I'll give it to the people that don't or just remind everyone It's five remaining spots. So 20 taken right now, five remaining spots. The hard number that Auburn can sign this year is 25. That's it. Can't go over that as far as we know. Sometimes these numbers, I mean, there's grad transfers and there's this, that, and the other, but I'm told five more spots. Now that is fluid too, because of the 20 commits are all 20 solid. will all 20 qualify. That's kind of the great unknown right now. So again, 20 commitments, the number eight national rank, but that's actually only good for fifth best in the SEC, which isn't bad, but obviously Auburn fans uh, surely wish that Auburn was up a little bit higher in that top two or three of the SEC, but all things considered, not a bad class. Right now, the average rating per commit is 90.61. Now, what does that mean? That's just a number that some people don't know. And don't keep track of this stuff. A 90 at 24-7 sports is a four-star rating. You're a four-star recruit if you're a 90 or above. You're a three-star if you're below 90. Okay. And then you have two star, you know, below 80. But basically 90.61 means your average rating per commit is four stars. So Auburn doing quite well there. The the headliner of the class is Tank Bigsby, no question about it. Number 31 recruit in the country. He's a running back out of Callaway High School. It's just south of Hogansville or just west of Hogansville in Georgia. Uh, But Callaway High School, playing in the playoffs, by the way, they've won a few games, have a big game this week. Tank Bigsby has about 1,200 yards rushing this year. He's the number 31 recruit in the country, number five running back, and number four prospect in Georgia. Uh, Why aren't his numbers better? Well, his average per attempt is like eight yards, nine yards. It's ridiculous. But he missed a couple games with an ankle injury and has really been way below 100% in multiple other games. And then also his team's won by a lot of blowouts. So that's why you're not seeing 2,000, 2,500 yards. All things considered, he's had a great season and he's heating up at the right time. He had four touchdowns last week and a 50 to 30 win over Fitzgerald George. And in that game, two of his touchdown runs were over 55 yards. So Tank Bigsby is the headliner. Now who could be wavering? Who could be somebody to watch when it comes to their academics? Well. There's two commits that potentially uh, could be wavering. I mean, people are coming after them hard. And one of them is four-star offensive tackle JV and Cohen out of Central High School in Phoenix City, Alabama, right down the road from Auburn, but a school where Auburn has not had great success in recent years. Uh-huh. Markel Benton was a linebacker there that always loved Auburn and ended up signing with Alabama. Justin Ross, a talented receiver, always loved Auburn, was at Auburn more than anywhere, ended up signing with Clemson, and as you recall, was one of the stars of the national championship game last year. And then also EJ Williams in this cycle is a talented four-star receiver who is committed to Clemson as well. But JV Cohen's a really good player. Auburn's got seven offensive linemen committed right now, and some people think that he's got the highest upside of any of them. But he's flirting hard with Alabama. Told our own Jason Caldwell last Friday night that, hey, it's 50-50 right now. That's not a good thing when a commit says that. I mean, why even be committed, right? But he's a player Auburn thinks is worth fighting for right now. We'll see. Going to visit Auburn this week for the Iron Bowl. Was at Auburn for the Georgia game. Will officially visit Bama next weekend. And that'll probably be it. Uh, He's got the state championship game next week at Auburn as well. But if Auburn gets the feeling that, hey, this guy is going to flip, it's inevitable. You may just see Auburn cut bait at that point uh, rather than end up with egg on its face, which can happen, especially when you consider that the, if he was going to flip, the school he would flip to is your arch enemy, Alabama. I don't think Auburn uh, really wants that negative publicity should that happen. Uh, so you could see a chance where there's a clean break and then he ends up committing somewhere else. Now again, that's if he decides that he doesn't want to beat Auburn. And, you know, we'll see. He keeps going to games. He's tight with a lot of commits. Some of the commits think, "Hey, this is just a guy that wants a lot of attention," uh, but other people we talk to think the threat is real—that Alabama absolutely would take him—and uh, and that it's anyone's ball game right now. In fact, you know, there's even some chatter that that he will flip. So, you know, where does he stand right now? He he says he's fifty fifty. So I have to take him at his word, and we'll get his reaction after attending the Iron Bowl this week and see what he says. Uh, but quite frankly, he's flirted a lot with Alabama. Uh, and, and really talked up Alabama on Twitter and in interviews, uh, so much so that it has kind of rankled the feathers of certain people at Auburn. And quite frankly, I don't blame him. He's a fantastic young guy. Uh, but it, it definitely makes you question his, I don't want to say loyalty, but his commitment to, uh, to Auburn football. But so Javian Cohen obviously is somebody to watch there. Now, if, if he should end up not in the class, Auburn has six offensive linemen committed besides him. But there is a question mark with one of them, and that's Jonathan Buskey, a talented left tackle from Coffeyville Community College. Uh, he was expected to graduate, at least you know, looking back to this past summer, he told me that he was going to graduate this December, be at Auburn in January. We now hear that the soonest he would graduate is May, uh, so then he would miss spring practice at Auburn. Well, that's a big deal if you want a guy to come in and push for a starting job. And because of that, you have to now question and wonder, is he going to make it at all? We'll see. Talented young player. Uh, had a couple people say they think he's the best junior college player uh, in Kansas this cycle in the state of Kansas. So uh very good player from Mobile originally. Auburn would love to have him, but he's got some work to do academically. And then finally, uh, receiver commit, Zavian Capers. Well, you know, I'm, I'm going to give you two more, two receivers. Zavian Capers out of the Atlanta area. You know, he officially visited North Carolina recently. They think they've got a shot, uh, the Tar Heels that is. Uh, people at Auburn say, that Auburn still continues to feel good, and even though he has previously said he may make a final announcement in late December, and by the way, that would be after the signing period, which again starts December eighteenth. Uh, there are certain people that think he is locked in with Auburn. He was at the Auburn Georgia game a couple of weeks ago. Told me he expects to be at the game this weekend, so that's significant. One more receiver, maybe worth tracking. I don't want to get anybody worried, but Elijah Canyon out of South Florida. You know, Florida's still recruiting him. Uh, He's committed to Auburn. He committed Auburn over the summer, but the Gators are still after him. And then he just took an official visit to Southern Cal. That's a long way for a kid from Fort Lauderdale. Uh, But, you know, you just never know. When a kid's taking official visits, a lot of times it means nothing. Sometimes it does mean something. And he's not been able to make it to Auburn yet for a game this season. He's got a playoff game Friday night. Will he make it to Auburn for the Iron Bowl? Uh, you know, so there's some questions there that uh, that will want answered. You know, obviously he's an immensely talented player. He, you know, he's, it's it's interesting because he's got a uh, he's got a three star ranking, but he really feels like a guy that Auburn prioritized more than that. In other words, they don't want to lose him. Let's put it that way. Tall receiver, uh, got a lot of ability. So those are really the four to watch. I know I mentioned three, and then as I was talking, I said you know maybe I ought to throw in. Um, Elijah Canyon, even though I don't necessarily think he's wavering, it is worth pointing out that he is visiting other schools, though. So again, that's where Auburn stands. The Tigers expect the bulk of their commitments to sign in December. Uh, We'll see. There's always like one or two kids that waits it out, and uh, we'll have to see how that shakes out. Now, where are the spots going to be filled? You got those five spots. Again, if somebody decommits, you could have six. If one guy doesn't qualify, you might have seven more. But where are the spots right now going to be filled? You've got the quarterback position. Auburn has Chael Garnett committed from Lakeland, Florida. Did not have a good year. Numbers wise, there's no question about that. Yeah, 400 yards passing. Um, you know, ran for about the same. But that's that's not a lot of passing yards. So. Uh, That Auburn, I don't think, is going to drop this young man. They think he's talented, and a lot of people do. But he's transferred during the offseason from one school, Lake Wales to, I believe it's Lake Wales in Polk County, Florida, to Lakeland High, the national power. And Lakeland High runs and runs and runs and runs more than anybody in the state of Florida, really. So it was really a peculiar transfer uh, when it happened. And, And I think the main reason was that this was a guy that wanted to try to win a state title okay, and sacrificing his own numbers uh to try to play with some some kids that, and go out and let's win this ring let's get this ring uh, they didn't get it they actually lost last week to Sefner Armwood which is a uh, another state power in Florida out of the Tampa area the schools are actually gosh 30 miles apart uh, and uh Chail did not have a great game Uh, But again, I have not heard anything to believe he won't be in the class. And I wouldn't freak out about his statistics too much because he had a strong junior season. He was very good in camps during the offseason. And then he got inserted into this running offense. And when I say running offense, I mean, they were only throwing four or five, six times a game at most. And you could say, okay, well, he didn't do great with those passes, with even with his limited attempts. And and while that may be true, teams that don't pass the ball uh, don't practice it as much. I mean, you know what I mean? There's a lot of... A lot of moving parts there and a lot of factors as to why, uh, you know, it was a curious transfer. Let's put it that way in terms of a guy passing, wanting to go play for a running team. But anyway, uh, be that as it may, Auburn does need one more quarterback in the class. I mean, Joey Gatewood is gone, right? Unless he miraculously comes back. Auburn has Tail Garnett. You got Bo Nix coming back. You got Cord Sandberg. Will Appleton is a, a guy that, that people think is a pretty good player, but he's not on scholarship, and uh, you know who knows, maybe he'll want to transfer to a smaller school for an opportunity to earn a scholarship and and uh, and start and you know play a lot, which is what he hadn't been able to do at Auburn. So Auburn needs one more quarterback. Have locked in on two guys. Jacoby Criswell out of Arkansas knows a lot about Gus. That's Gus's native state, and people out there think a lot of Gus and his abilities as an offensive guy. Uh, second guy is former Arkansas commit. I love these Arkansas ties. Chandler Morris. Now, Morris' named should Amir. His father is Chad Morris, the uh, recently fired Arkansas head coach. And, uh, you know, Chandler was committed to Arkansas to play for his dad. And, and now he's thinking, you know, look, I don't need to go where my dad goes. They could end up at the same school. But, you know, what are the chances a guy is going to be offensive coordinator for four or five years during his son's career? So they could go to the same school. They could go their separate ways. Oklahoma stands out for Chandler. Uh, For Jacoby Criswell, he's committed to North Carolina, but Auburn's working on getting an official visit. The Tigers visited him last week. Chandler Morse, Oklahoma stands out. He just visited Virginia Tech. I'm told that visit went very well. There is actually some chatter that Justin Fuente, the head coach of Virginia Tech, might not be around next year, that he may take a job somewhere else, which is Another interesting element to this recruitment, but I do think Chandler, there's a decent chance he's going to officially visit Auburn. Uh, you know, obviously his dad and Gus are very close. In fact, Chandler's known Gus since he was a little kid because Chad Morris, uh, like Gus started off as a, as a high school coach. And so those, as those two got to know each other and become friends, Chandler kind of got to know Gus Malzon. So he thinks highly of Gus. He thinks highly of the Auburn program. He's always liked it. Been there a few times. He's camped there a few times. In fact, when he camped at Auburn two summers ago, I was there, and he got offered that day. So uh, this is a guy that threw for 4,000 yards last year and is uh, well over 3,000 yards this year. Is his team is, I think, three wins away from another state championship. So a very good player. Uh, Jacoby Criswell is probably an inch or two taller. Yeah, People have asked me, and this was one of the questions, which one of these two is higher on the Auburn board, and I don't have an answer to that. I, I think at this point, when you're trying to get a second quarterback— you know, when, once you've locked in on a few guys, I think you just take the one you can get, and you may not get either one, but you take the one you can get. Um, let's put it this way: they offered, they offered Jacoby just a few weeks ago. So you don't offer this late unless you're really interested. And they have really ramped up their communication with Chandler since uh, he decommitted from Arkansas. In fact, Gus personally has reached out to him and said, "Hey, we need you. I'm a guy. You're a guy my program needs." Uh, uh, Gus Malzon being. Uh, the me and the I in, the, in those situations. So, you know, so it looks like it's kind of an either-or situation. We'll see. I mean, look, they, certain people on on a staff will have their favorites. And, uh, you know, one thing I will not speculate on is people have said, well, does this mean Chad Morris could be coming to Auburn? And I, I just can't touch that. And I, and I wanted to go into detail why. You know, we work on a day-to-day basis, mainly the beat writers more than me. But I run, I cross paths with the Auburn assistants and Gus. on quite a bit. And so I don't like to speculate about people's futures when they're currently employed. I just think that's a kind of a slap in their face. And so I never really will discuss uh, into great detail what I think, you know, could this coach be here and that coach be here next year when they already have a full staff. Now, obviously there are staff changes almost every year at a program like Auburn, but it just doesn't really serve me any purpose uh, to, you know, to, to speculate on those things. So we just kind of stay away from it. But I, again, what I've said is Chandler Morris, the quarterback and Chad Morris, the coach, do not necessarily have to end up at the same school, but they certainly could. So something to keep an eye. On. Uh, also on offense, what does Auburn need? Well, if they lose, <laughs> if they lose one of these offensive linemen, they'll probably have to get another offensive lineman in the class. And, and from what I'm told, they're looking at a few guys in junior college and then obviously also working Jordan Williams, the Georgia Tech commitment. Fairly hard. An offensive tackle out of the state of Georgia they really like a lot. And he was at the Auburn-Georgia game. Haven't heard much about that. Georgia Tech feels good about keeping him. I do know that. But should Auburn lose somebody, you could really see the Tigers ramp things up there. Uh, Tight end position is another one. Auburn's really locked in on one target. Jeremiah Pagese out of Oxford, Mississippi – You know, his uh, his dad played for Larry Porter, Auburn's tight ends coach back at Arkansas State. Uh, They're very close. This young man has visited Auburn four, even five times this year. Auburn has been his leader. The most recent interview he gave us, he said Auburn was back in front following an official visit with the Tigers a couple weeks ago. But he has since officially visited Alabama, and we don't know where he sits on their board. We do know he's, ex- he's it for Auburn. He is the number one tight end on their board. And then also, uh, he's gonna officially visit Ole Miss this weekend, and they're very much in play. Uh, he lives in Oxford, Mississippi. A lot of local pressure. I mean, that's, that's the way it goes. I mean, that's what you, uh, uh you see that all the time. And so it's really a three-horse race for Jeremiah Pegues, who, by the way, has about almost 500 receiving yards this season and almost 500 rushing yards this season. His team is still alive at, I think, 12-1, and 1. and so he's been a big part of that offense. He's more than a tight end. He can line up, uh, obviously attached to the line of scrimmage, but you know, six, two and a half 260, can flex out wide, can play in the backfield. He's a multi-talented and physical jumbo athlete slash tight end. So Auburn, the Auburn staff thinks this is a guy that could contribute in year one. So from what I'm told, Auburn continues to feel good about that, and we'll see. He'll probably have a decision sometime soon after this visit, uh, official visit, pardon me, to Ole Miss this weekend. On defense, Auburn's got two defensive linemen committed; needs two to three more. Some of the big targets. Let's start at the buck position. That's your pass rusher: Philip Webb, Sugar Hill Lanier, uh, in Georgia, same high school as Derek Brown, as Cameron Brown, Derek's little brother who plays for Auburn. But right now, LSU seems to be trending in Alabama. We think is number two. So what's the other option at the buck position? Well, Auburn's working pretty hard on a kid named Romello Height. A Miami commit, four-star weak side defensive end, and uh, you know he has always said he's solid to Miami. But I know some people who cover Miami uh, that have the job that I do, but cover Miami instead of Auburn. You know, may think that he could be looking around. You know, we'll see. Uh, But Auburn's worked on him pretty hard. So those are two targets there. Uh, So again, Auburn two committed total on the defensive line. Would like to take two or three more, and that buck really counts as a as a lineman, even though it's listed as a linebacker. That also means Auburn could take a strong side end. They're recruiting a bunch of guys, one being Zikevius Walker. We think he's leaning toward Georgia, however. Uh, Then you have defensive tackle. Auburn could take one or even two. McKinley Jackson is a top target out of Mississippi. He's visited Auburn at least four times this year. Uh, He will officially visit Auburn the first weekend in December. Now, he doesn't announce his decision until National Signing Day in February. Okay. So there's a long time to go here. Alabama, uh, may lead right now, but Auburn's certainly very much in it and LSU, maybe even Ole Miss. So that one's got a long way to go. And, you know, the benefit he has of waiting it out is he knows all these schools want them. Could somebody run out of spots? Sure. Uh, but he can take a look at things after signing day, the early signing period and say, all right, who needs me the, the most now? Where am I needed and wanted the most now? So, uh, Auburn very much in play there. But remember, he's going to take more official visits in January. So a lot to be determined there. But Auburn's certainly in the picture, very much so with McKinley-Jackson. And we know what kind of success Auburn has had in the state of Mississippi of late. Uh, you could see Auburn land two elite prospects again over there this year if they can somehow get Jeremiah Pegues and McKinley-Jackson. I remember a year ago, Derek Hall already starting games at the buck for Auburn uh, at in certain games. Uh Actually, I think he may have started once or twice, but he's playing a lot. He's playing a big role. Uh, uh Jaron Handy, defensive tackle. They think uh, at Auburn he's got an incredibly bright future. Another signing out of Mississippi last year. And then Charles Moore didn't pan out, already transferred, but it was a big signing at the time, obviously. He's now at Oregon State, of all places, which seems like a, a unique place for an Auburn kid from Mississippi uh, to transfer to. But we wish him the best of luck. A good young guy, but just for whatever reason didn't work out at Auburn. Another defensive tackle to watch two of them. I'll give you two. Both from the state of Tennessee. You don't see this a lot, but remember, Auburn's already got maybe the best defensive lineman from Tennessee in this cycle already committed. That's Jay Hardy, strong side end, who could play tackle out of Chattanooga. So now they're zeroed in on two more. One of them is Dallas Walker out of Smyrna, Tennessee. longtime time A&M, Texas A&M commit. But he was at the Auburn-Georgia game. Could be back this weekend. He told me, doesn't know yet. He's trying to get a ride. And potentially, potentially... Could give Auburn an official visit. I think if Auburn gets an official visit, then if you're A&M, you gotta start freaking out a little bit because he, you know, he's fairly close to Auburn being in Tennessee and a little bit further out to Texas. I believe Dallas Walker's dad lives in Texas and his mom is in Chattanooga. Uh, one more to watch and he's gonna visit this weekend. Omari Thomas, four-star defensive tackle from Briarcrest in Memphis. I believe that's the school that produced the great Michael Orr and his coach at the time. Mr. Hugh Free. So good program, great program. Uh, great area, Memphis. I love I love it up there. And uh, uh, Amari Thomas, we think right now, probably lean in Tennessee. Only visited Auburn once. So he doesn't really have a big, you know, he doesn't really have too much to do say about Auburn because he's only been once. So this is significant. It's going to be there all weekend, Iron Bowl weekend. You know the game's going to be crazy, right? And even if Auburn doesn't pull it off, it's going to be crazy, the atmosphere. So we'll see what he has to say after this visit. This is Auburn's big chance to make a move here. Uh, so we'll see how that goes with Amari Thomas. At linebacker, Auburn could take one more. They don't have to. The Tigers do not have to. Remember, most defensive formations now are two linebackers. And so you don't have to have a, just a, a you know, a cabinet full of linebackers. You know, you just you don't need nearly as many as you used to. But Auburn wants great linebackers. They want guys they can rotate, keep them fresh. Uh, so two committed: Cam Riley out of Alabama and Wesley Steiner out of Georgia, who's having a great season, top 100 recruit, team still alive in the playoffs in Georgia. So who's the final guy, the final piece, if they should take a third one? I don't know if anything's set in stone, but Auburn certainly is giving Desmond Tisdall a long look right now. And by the way, I should mention he's from Rochelle, Georgia. You've heard of that town if you're a diehard Auburn fan. Wilcox County High, home to Nick Marshall. That's right. So this is a guy uh, that Auburn likes a lot. He's going to officially visit in December, and I was just told on Wednesday he will be at the game this weekend or Auburn sur- expects him at the Iron Bowl. And so that's something to watch. Again, Tennessee leads right now, but that's primarily – this is not a knock on Tennessee, by the way, but, but most people that talk to him think – that if Auburn really pushes, they're going to be tough to beat. But they haven't really pushed yet. They haven't put the foot on the gas. Tennessee has, and therefore, Tennessee leads. Don't sell Tennessee short. That staff has really ramped it up on the recruiting trail the last couple of cycles. Uh, But should Auburn push, and we'll know more about this in the coming days and weeks, uh, the Tigers would have a good shot. So in the secondary, Auburn needs one more guy, kind of zeroed in on a few corners. I think the names to really watch are Emmanuel Apia. From Monroe College up in New York, a junior college, a, a native of Ghana. Played high school football at Bergen Catholic in Jersey, which is a, an elite program. Could compete with the Hoovers and the Graysons and the Miami Northwesterns and all those big big boys. Very good program. Had a great season in the junior college. Still has one game left, a bowl game in December, but eight interceptions and I think nine or ten games. And he'll be officially visiting Auburn this weekend. And then you have Kendall Dennis, four-star corner out of Lakeland, Florida. Uh, His team lost in the state playoffs last week, but he had another big interception. He just officially visited Oklahoma. The Sooners want him. I've got uh, that's one school I can get information on uh, in the Big 12, and they want him. There's no doubt about it. Uh, They're trying to figure out whether they have a really good shot. He officially visited last weekend. He's going to, uh, like I said, Auburn. I think Tennessee is a a team that could be in the mix. We've heard maybe they've eased off off a little bit, so. Uh, he might be there for the taking. We will see what Auburn does here. Uh, Auburn may have its choice. And people have asked about Ethan Pouncey, the former Texas commit. Uh, sounds like Florida's trending big there. His brother was playing at Texas, a receiver, Jordan Pouncey, and they'd like to play together. And I think that might be the most workable situation for the, the two of them to end up at Florida, at least the most realistic situation if they want to play together. I, I don't think that would happen at Auburn. All right, so let's take some of your questions right now. I haven't stopped in 20-second, 20 20-something 20 second, 20 minutes. Motormouth Niebuhr here. So let's see some of the quick questions here, and then we will wish you well with Thanksgiving approaching. Uh, first question from A.U. Higgy. With McKinley Jackson not committing until signing day, does that mean Auburn will keep a D-line spot open, uh, or would they take a Dallas Walker type if he wanted? And I think if you're Auburn, you'd probably take Dallas Walker if he wants it. I mean, you don't want to wait to the end of on a defensive line, a crucial, crucial spot in the SEC, right? You got, that's where you're winning and losing games. I mean, you know, people say Auburn's offense hasn't done well this year, but they've still got eight wins, okay? The Tigers still have eight wins, and a lot of that's because of the defensive line. My gut says Auburn would not be able to wait if Walker wanted in. I think it's a first-in-the-boat situation. I think it would have to be. I think it would absolutely have to be because they can't come up short there. There's a few places where you can't either misevaluate or come up short. Quarterback. Offensive line, defensive line. Uh, next question from uh, oh, I don't know how to pronounce this. Thed, Thead, t h e a d A D 060410. Does Desmond Tisdal, we just mentioned him, the four-star linebacker, find his way into the Auburn class? And second part, also, what two or three D lineman do you see Auburn landing? And I kind of just touched on that. I, I think all those guys I mentioned are possibilities with no slam dunks though at this point in time. But uh, Desmond Tisdal, does he end up in the class? I mean. I think so. I think so. I want to find out more in the next few days how hard Auburn's pushing. I believe with all my heart if Auburn pushes, that's where he's going to go. Don't forget, he almost committed Auburn this summer. Auburn had um, two linebackers committed and basically told Tisdale and Wesley Steiner, you know, who wants in? And we got room for one more spot. That's what they were told. And Tisdale jumped at it. And, or, excuse me. Steiner jumped in and got the spot Auburn filled up. Now, that spot opened up when Trenton Simpson later decommitted. But at the time, Tisdale was ready to jump in the boat. So I really, with again, really my gut says if Auburn pushes, if Auburn puts that foot on that gas and says, Desmond, now or never, do you want in? I think he jumps in. All right, uh, next question. Uh, there are rumors starting to circulate that Romello Height might not be 100% committed to Miami. Does Auburn have a real shot? You know, I personally haven't heard the rumors. I've heard that there are rumors, okay, and I've heard that from some media people. Uh, you know, we'll see. I mean, he said all the right things to our Miami reporters, uh, and he's also a lot of stuff to me. You know, I want to visit, you know, all that stuff, but um, you know, Auburn has visited him. Miami visited him a couple of weeks ago. Auburn's been by this fall. I'm sure they'll both be by next week. Um, so the deal is in the fall. Up through this weekend, you can only visit a kid once during that you know three month period, and then after this weekend, you start a new period, a new recruiting period uh, from the NCA, where you're allowed to go see kids more times, you multiple times. So uh, you can bet that both schools will be up to see Romello Height in Dublin, Georgia next week. I think Auburn's got a shot. I think they got a shot, and you know I would say if I didn't think they had a shot, there are certain guys I just don't think Auburn's got a shot at, uh, but I think Auburn might have a shot there. Uh, next question from Tiger AU: Of all the recruits who left. No, wait a second. All the recruits left. Who does Auburn get on the D line again? And then another one about Philip Webb. Best guess for both. I don't see Philip Webb ending up at Auburn at this time, but I think Auburn's going to be okay. Uh, Yeah, again, I've written a couple times in the last week uh, through some sourcing without specifics. I'm not getting a lot of specifics, but that Auburn's confidence level has really started to rise on how it's going to finish on the defensive line. Um, But that also coincides or contrasts what I'm hearing about Philip Webb. So. Auburn must have something else up at sleep. They must know something. Uh, of all the recruits left, who do they get for the D-line? Again, it's it's so hard to tell. I mean, like when a guy waits this long, they're between three or four schools, and they don't know because they've waited this long. That's that's your point. But it seems like LSU for Philip Webb, uh, Georgia for Zaccheaus Walker, and I think a lot of these other guys are, are wide open. I mean, I think Dallas Walker is a guy – That Auburn could have a shot with the Texas A&M tackle commit so a lot still to shake out there but not enough info right now to make a firm hardcore prediction all right R-F-O-R-E what is your opinion of the O-line class in regards to pure talent not talking about decommits or additions just what Auburn has right now I like it because look You've got some high school guys that you can develop. Javian Cohen is a very good prospect, okay? And by the way, I thought he was too small in the summer. That kid keeps growing. He looks great. Gotta keep him in this class. Tate Johnson is, is a, I don't wanna say project, that's not fair, but he's got, uh, you know, he's got some development ahead of him. So I think they feel like in a few years he can be a road grader on the offensive line. Uh, so another guy they really like, they love Jeremiah Wright. Three star kid could play tackle, could play guard. So those four high school guys, Jeremiah Wright, Javion Cohen, Avery Jernigan, Tate Johnson, a lot of ability there. Are they five-star guys? No, but the five-star guys don't always work out. Look at Calvin Ashley. So it just, you know, Auburn's happy with those guys. And then to balance that out, you've got the fact that Auburn has three junior college guys. Now, only one of them is expected to, to graduate in December, and that's Killian Zaire. But those three junior college guys, Killian Zaire, Jonathan Buskey, and Brendan Coffey are all tackle types. Uh, I'm sure if it was best five guys, maybe one of them could slide over to guard if need be. But you had to bring in young guys to develop and old guys, old guys being junior college guys, because of who you're losing on this line right now. You need, like Prince Tego and I go... And Jack Driscoll are gone after this season. So you need some guys to come in and compete for those starting jobs. And, and guys, quite frankly, don't be surprised if Auburn explores the transfer market too. I mean, there's a lot to be uh to be settled there. Okay, there's a lot left. But I like it. You got seven guys. Now, again, do we know if Jonathan is gonna make it? We don't. Do we know if JV and Cohen's gonna stick? We don't. But of those seven guys, and, and you said it yourself, just tell me about those seven, you got a nice blend. Some high upside guys, Killian Zaire, high upside guy. Okay, Jonathan Buskey, high upside guy. Javion Cohen, same thing. Uh, Jeremiah Wright, same thing. Workman like guys, Avery Jernigan and Tate Johnson. So you've got a lot of a good bit of blend there, and seven guys. I mean, that's competition. They're not all going to start. Plus, you got guys returning on the team that haven't played a ton that we hear good things about, like Bradarius Ham. Uh, and so I think it's what Auburn needed. I mean, you know. Would you like to see more big name guys? Absolutely. But let's not forget Auburn probably has the three best junior college tackles in the country committed right now. The rankings have Zaire 1 and I think Coffee too. Buskey's way down the list but some people think he's the best of the bunch. So, look, they did what they had to do. Is it an ideal situation? No. Where are the five stars? I get it. I get your point. I get I get it when people want to know about that. But when you look at these guys and the pieces, you've got the young guys you can develop and the older guys that can push for playing time right away. It's the balance that Auburn absolutely needed in this cycle. And that is it. Well, that was a lot of talking. We had the phone ringing. I'm just chilling out at the beach here down in Florida, getting ready to make the drive back up to Auburn on Friday. I'm so excited about this Iron Bowl. Auburn's going to have a ton of kids at this game. You want to know about that? I know. A lot of five-stars. Uh, and we've mentioned a bunch of them uh, in the past week. Ja'Quincy McKinstry is going to be there, five-star corner from 2021. Lee Hunter, five-star defensive tackle from 2021. Dylan Brooks, five-star defensive end from 2021. Amarius Mims, a five-star offensive tackle. I know you want to hear that. From Georgia, he's going to be there. Right now, we've got six five-stars confirmed. And they're all 2021 guys. And that's okay because this class is 80 to 90% done. Okay, there aren't many five stars sitting out there. So you got to start working on next year and Auburn's doing its best for that. I know the atmosphere is going to be great. It's going to be a great recruiting weekend for Auburn. We think, (laughs) you know, as long as as long as it's not a complete disaster. And uh, and it usually isn't in this game. And we'll see. But I I think Auburn, I think if you're an Auburn fan, you have to be somewhat optimistic uh, because there are some good players in this class. But there are some holes that need to be filled. That second quarterback is crucial. Yes, Auburn has some really talented young tight ends, and I'm hearing a lot of good things about Luke Deal, but they really want more one more in this cycle. You still need two to three defensive linemen. You still need one more cornerback. So there's a lot of work to be done, but a lot of it already is done, and I think it's been a solid, solid class so far. And that is it for this edition of the Auburn Undercover podcast. If you made it this long, you probably ought to get six months free on your subscription. This was a lot of talking, a lot, a lot, a lot of jibber jabbering from me. Uh, but I want everybody to have a happy Thanksgiving. Be safe. Don't get any too political, too many political arguments with your cousins and your aunts and your uncles. No one has it covered like 24/7 Sports. Go undercover with Auburn Undercover.